0: Welcome to the official Minnesota Vikings podcast. I'm your host, Tatum Everett, alongside my co-host, Gabe Henderson, and our producer, Jay Nelson. It's with heavy hearts that we begin this episode number 148 today after the mass school shooting in Uvalde, Texas, where 19 children and two teachers were viciously gunned down and murdered by an 18-year-old. It's tough to go out about our day and, and not think about all of the gun violence that's in our country. I know a lot of our listeners dropped their kids off at school, something that when, you know, we, we were in school guys, like we didn't have to think about that. We thought school was a safe space. It was even more poignant yesterday when the Vikings coaching staff and a few players visited Highwood Hills elementary. They helped students pick out books from the scholastic book fair. Here's Kevin O'Connell, Offensive lineman Brian O'Neill and linebacker Eric Kendricks from that community event on Wednesday.
1: Uh, like you said, a very, a very sad day today and a lot of emotions for some of us. Um, not only that have kids, but have parents that were teachers and, and uh, thinking about the recent events. It, it, it hit me extra special uh, in a way today to be able to be a positive uh, for some of these kids that may or may not know, what's, you know what has gone on and transpired uh, you know, around our country. That's happened way too much. Um, but to know that this is a safe place and, and when visitors do come in to have a positive event like this, it's really important that uh, you're going to see nothing but smiles. You're going to see nothing but us being excited uh, to be around these kids because it's authentic and uh, really thankful for uh, everyone here teachers and faculty allowing us to be here. The kids
2: need to be able to go to school and go home and go into school every day and feel good about being there. Um, it's really important and obviously, you know, our thoughts and prayers are with everybody affected by the shootings in Texas and um, but the main thing for us is, you know, supporting the people who support us and giving them a reason to feel good about going to school because lately there's been too many reasons not to.
3: Yeah, you know, um, obviously, uh, everyone's hearts are heavy from what happened yesterday in Texas. Um, can't ignore that. Um, everybody was talking about it on the bus coming in, in, but it made it that much more, important for us to be here. And um, like I said, this is the youth is, a, is the future. You know, it's the, it's what's really important. Um, you get a sense of that as soon as you walk in the door and uh, you know, we're all kids at heart. You know, we need to, we need to embrace it more often. You know, we need to um, laugh a little bit more and em- embrace each other more and, and just love.
0: Visiting a local school isn't the only thing Vikings players felt called to do. Just last night, cornerback Chris Boyd started a GoFundMe for the families affected by the Rob Elementary School shooting. Boyd's a Texas native, attended the University of Texas, and he wrote, My heart is in Texas. I pray for everyone there, Uvalde specifically. To show love and support with me, I created a GoFundMe for the families of the young children and teachers of Rob Elementary. This is from a place of love. And right now, Chris has raised over $3,500. His end goal is $150,000 for those families. Chris is kind enough to take some time out of his day to talk about these fundraising efforts. And I know you got some time after practice to sit down and really reflect on the state of the country, what happened in your home state. And you felt compelled to make a difference. Where did that Where did that come from?
1: Uh, I've been asked that question uh, since uh, I had um, posted uh, what I was doing. And I honestly don't know myself. It was, it, it, like, I just just started moving on like it like you i just out, out of nowhere like i i told them my guesses because it's so close to home mm-hmm. so it kind of hit home for me because a lot of things that that has happened uh, i can be honest i, I kind of like overlooked meaning things that like was with dealing with um police brutality the black lives matter and all type of other movements and stuff like that i kind of like always was in the back like just you know, I, I kind of yeah. like just minding my business, um, but for some reason I, I don't know what it is. I guess like I said, it, it hit close to home, and I never really felt this before. But I feel like, like I um, I have to like I have to say something. I have, like it, it, the least I could do is do something, and that's use my platform to like try and help out the families that were affected by uh, what had happened uh, mm-hmm. down in Texas. Uh, It was devastating And once the situation happened All I could think about was My my, um, younger siblings Like my young cousins My uh, nieces and nephews Because I have a lot of them Like they go to school Like never in my life Have I been worried about them Like going to school And something happening But when that happened I'm like man That that was in Texas That could have been in East Texas You know what I mean Anywhere like in Texas And then I would have been hurt Like I probably wouldn't be here right now I would be in Texas Dealing with this Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I just feel like like I, I got to do something. Something should be done to let these families know, like, like, hey, like you are felt. Someone is here for you. Um, I don't know. I just
0: yeah. Wait on you. I don't wait know. I just feel haven't.
1: like I. I just feel like it's like I have to. Like it's. it's I don't know. Even how to explain it. Something got to be done. So I, I just feel like this is what I could do.
2: I I get that feeling, man. You know, sometimes. The, the feeling kind of overtakes, mm-hmm. you know, the the logical process. And sometimes feelings are logical and yeah. you have to act on that, that that feeling that tells you, OK, I got to do something to, to be able to to be heard. And yeah. I think that's why I always, you know, admire athletes using their platform, because, you know, uh, this is this affects everybody. But for, you know, someone who doesn't have the platform to be able to speak on things and people to hear it it doesn't hit as different as somebody like you. So so hearing you say that, say that, man, I just want to give you your flowers. And, you know, that that's very, you know, I have the utmost respect for you with that. But, like, as you know, this is an, another instance in America where, like, you know, there was a, a meme where it was, like, you know, mass shooting. And it's, like, just a cycle. Uh, social media extravaganza, thoughts and prayers, and then goes back to yeah. nobody doing anything. I'm so glad anything.
1: you said that because I was just saying in the locker room that this is, I wish it was more than just a post. If you want to be real and, and like reality, real life, nobody that they gonna post it and just go about their day. Right. Like you'll mm-hmm. see somebody post these pictures of these kids and then you got another the next picture is them like out to eat or something. Right. Like. like if you're gonna post it, like go try and do something about it. Like it like it's 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 not even my GoFundMe. You can go find anyone else. Like somewhere uh, that was affected by the family so one, somebody in their family has made it go for me I'm sure right. like don't even look to donate to mine I'm just here to help like actually go look into this and, and see what you can do to help like like you gonna post it and then go about your day and I wish it was more than that mm-hmm. but that's reality so like all, I feel like all I, like what I can do the least I can do is actually really try and do something to help these people in this family
2: I, I just feel like just from being on social media I mean this happened a day before well, a day before the two year anniversary of George Floyd dying, right? And just on social media, you can just get numb to to things like this. That's so, what it is. So how do you so when you saw it, like how did you just say, I know it's Texas, but you know, there's been other things, but like what like what was your first emotion when you first saw it? Because like like anything on social media, it's it's just so easy to just scroll past it. Like, ah, well, something else happened today or ah, something else happened today. So like what was your first emotion to say, like, oh, Dang.
1: Yeah, so I was actually headed um, back home to uh, lay down And my agent had called me And we was, well actually we was on the phone And he was like, hey, did you hear about what happened in Texas? I'm like, no, what happened? He was like, it was a shooting And that was when I was like four minutes from the, the crib I'm like, nah, I'm gonna have to go like look at that like Because I didn't know what was going on I didn't know what was happening I didn't know like who was shooting, where was it at and I get home and the TV's on. I think I was in the lobby. I went to the lobby and it was me and a couple teammates in. All you see was like the news zone, they was talking about it. Then it was like, I think it was like a meeting somewhere going on with like, I don't know if it was a sentence or something, but it was, but it was, it said live at the top. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you could tell that it was, I'm sure y'all probably seen the, uh, the clip, yeah, the, the, clip the Texas
0: senator, yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, um, he just, like, stopped what he was doing and, like, stood up and was, like, asking him, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. He was like, what are we doing? There's been, like, a mass shooting. And he was, like, going on to talk about it and was like, it only happens in this country. And then he was yeah. like, these little kids just, like, got gosh, like, I have little kids. I mean, no one should have to worry about taking their kids to school. Mm-hmm. and yeah. Be worried that they might lose their life. And, like, it, like I don't know, just seeing all that happen, like, it was it. just taking a toll on me. Yeah. And right, right when that happened, like literally, as I was watching it, I'm like, man, like this is crazy. Like, what? Like, I'm watching it, but I'm thinking, like, like I feel for this family, man. Like, yeah. they just like nobody understand. These are kids, like six to ten years old. Yeah. Like, try to put that in your head. Look at a six to ten year old, and and just like imagine, like someone eighteen years old goes into this school and yeah. just like do some dumb stuff like that. As they was covering everything that day, I, I like seen on Twitter, like someone said, like. It was so bad that they had to identify these kids by their backpacks, and that's when I was devastated. Like I cried. I can't. I can't lie to you. I cried. Yeah. And and I, like that's why I'm saying I was touched by this. I never, never ever seen stuff on social media and was like, oh, but like just seeing this and and it hitting close to home. I'm like, nah. Like this ain't right. And yeah. I wish everyone in the world had like this same type of energy or felt the same way. Mm-hmm. To where we need to make a change. Of, I know I can't make a change, you know what I mean, but right. at least try something. And I wish everyone felt the same way. But like I said, like I wish it was past the just the post. Yeah, yeah. Know, I mean, and, and, and that
0: needs to be enough at some point. Yeah, is is what it is. The numbness of the social media, seeing three mass shootings in the last week, you look at that and you just your heart breaks. And I and, I, and one of the one of the fathers actually was on, and you brought up the point. I mean, they were children and he said i don't know who's looking at my baby girl like this and thinking like to to shoot her right it's 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 sad it's sad and and i and i have a lot of respect for what you're doing and how you're willing to talk about it and open up and and use this because this you might think that you you know can't make a change but you are making a change because talking and having these conversations is sparking more
2: and i think to that point of like and it and I, I love the fact that you did it because like people outside of sports or people outside that follow the Vikings, they always see you as like, all right, this is like the fun yeah. guy, yeah. the crate challenge. Mm-hmm. You and I talk about that, like the crate challenge and the fact that you're just like, no, 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 no. Like, re- let's let's get all the jokes out the way. Yeah. Like, th- this is a serious issue, man. Like that, like respect. Respect.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: It's a lot of layers. You got some layers there, Chris. I, and, and speaking of like absolutely making an impact, I mean, I pull up the NFL Twitter page and they've got you highlighted and they're promoting your GoFundMe. Um, this is across the whole league. This is millions of people being able to see this. And so we're really proud and really um, respect what you did. You, you You didn't know that, did you?
1: I seen it, but I ain't. Yeah. I like, honestly, I don't, I don't yeah. know what to say. I'm not trying to be like publicizing <laughs> you. No, no you're good. A, I don't want an award for this. No, I don't want know. my. I don't. I don't even want to be the face of this and nothing. I just like if you could, if you could get a picture of all the families and put their faces on there, you're that right. would be That's even real. better than me. Yeah. I, I don't. Want, I don't want them shining no light on me. I I don't want none of the recognition. I want the recognition to be about these young kids and and his families and the, and the and the parents like. This is this is a tragedy, man. I have a daughter. Like I can only imagine. I don't. I don't even know what to say. I just. This is this is not about me. It's about yeah. it's about yeah. this family. It's about these kids. It's about the GoFundMe to donate the money to them and help them in any way possible. I wish the world could could not be. I I wish everyone could not be so caught caught up into themselves and numb to this. Yeah, and and just really see this for what it is. It's messed up, and and this is not normal, and we we need to change. I'm, I'm sure it's not going to happen overnight, but but something needs to start to be done. Like I don't know, I just
0: no. You have raised over thirty five hundred dollars right now, and the most recent comment is from a Brandon Garcia who said, "My family grew up living in Brackettville, Texas, and I spent a lot of time in Uvalde." Every time I visited, this community is a part of me and I'm hurting with all of you. I am praying. For someone from, you know, from a Texas town maybe you haven't heard of, maybe you have, yeah. in Bracketville, um, to know that even your your reach has gone that far, that has to mean a lot. Yeah.
1: Want them to know I'm there for them. Yeah. I honestly was thinking about finding a way to get down there for this weekend or, or just show face and make any type of appearance uh a uh, a uh, uh, candle lighting um uh, a uh, funeral if i have to or anything just to like show that like yeah. it's real support here
2: well, what does it mean to you to you know have your head coach kevin o'connell uh eric kendricks a couple of other guys basically this is a human issue so they're going to support the issue but teammates the organization everyone getting behind this the situation because you know there, there's there's If you want to be honest, there's a lot of other situations that everyone can get
1: behind, but like this is like this really hits home with this organization. It's just a comfort for me knowing that I have my brothers with me, yeah, and and my head coach as well. Because to me, this seems more of like a family, and I I appreciate every one of them. I love them all to death. I do anything for them, like outside of football, because it's bigger than that.
0: Well, thank you, Chris, so much for taking the time to talk about this. And you're doing good work. Keep it up. And, um, yeah, I mean, if you if you want to donate to Chris Boyd's GoFundMe for the families of Uvalde, you can check out the link on his Twitter. Um, you can also probably just Google search it at this point. What's your handle?
1: It's Chris23DB, at Chris23DB. Okay. At least share it. Like, I don't even... I, I I haven't asked anyone to donate anything. All I've asked is to at least share it, because someone out there will eventually feel that they need mm-hmm. to give or want to help and support the families. Yes, and, I, and like a, like if I did ask for a donation, it would a dollar would not kill you. Like it don't even matter. Like just yeah. some type of support.
0: Yeah, sounds good. Thank you so much, Chris. We appreciate it.
1: Thank you. Very rare. Do we have a double feature
2: on the Minnesota Vikings podcast? And it's a nice problem to have. A, a really good problem to have, especially when the guy that joins us as a better golfer than he is football player, and he's a multi-pro bowl football player. Uh, The guy's name just happens to be Adam Thielen, Minnesota native, really good friend of the show, and just so
4: thankful to have you on, Adam. I appreciate it. I appreciate the kind words because uh, (laughs) last time somebody complimented my golf game, I went on like a... A horrible streak of golf. And I think I shot like three straight rounds in the 80s. Uh, and probably the first time I shot in the 80s in a long time. And uh, so thank you for doing that for my golf game. As a
3: guy who's running through lessons right now, yep. I would gladly take the 80s at this <laughs> yeah. point.
4: Wow. It's like, that's why golf is crazy because it's yeah. one of those games where it's like once you. Shoot in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Now you expect every time to shoot in the seventies, right? Or for sure. once you shoot under par, it's like that expectation yeah. level is there. So it uh, doesn't matter where you're at. The game will eat you alive. I think that's the 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 crux of golf. Period.
3: Is
2: I did it before. Why can't I do it again? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I know you have a celebrity softball event coming up here this upcoming Tuesday for your foundation, the Thielen Foundation, and it's been a two-year hiatus. So how excited are you to to have this thing back? At the St. Saint Paul Saints
4: field, I'm pumped. Yeah, the the St. Paul Saint uh, st- Stadium is awesome. Yeah. Perfect venue for this. And then you know you add in all my teammates. The last time we did this, we didn't have any of my teammates out there. It was it was kind of in the summer when everybody's gone. Okay. Um, a lot of local media and stuff. It was great. Uh, but but this time it's going to be a blast. Offense versus defense. Yeah. Uh, it'll be a, it'll be a great atmosphere. Uh, we got a lot of big plans for it, and uh, hopefully a ton of people come out and just support the foundation. But most importantly, just have fun.
3: Is the rivalry going to help heat things up for camp or just the (laughs) offensive, defensive, uh, competitive nature of it? I think
4: it's going to be interesting because we haven't really been able to compete too much in in OTAs. You know, Uh, Coach has really done a good job of of making sure that we're taking care of each other, getting our work in, uh, but taking care of each other. So I think that it could get a little bit more competitive than you you think just because of that. But uh, uh, it's always competitive when when you get a bunch of athletes and doing anything. But usually it's even more competitive when you're doing something that's not your sport.
2: Yeah, and I think that's going to be the best part and just having that competitive nature your your manager luke um he asked me i'm so i'm emceeing the event and he was like hey gabe your job is to make sure none of these guys get into a fight because <laughs> of course it won't be like a, a real fight but like the, the, the trash talking make sure you keep it at a i guess a minimum but like let those guys talk so
4: it is a family event so <laughs> is this isn't training camp uh practice number yep. one or the you know the fans are a little further away uh, so but, how uh, did you
2: get these like what is the pitch to these guys to get them to say like, oh, okay, like you come you're coming out here, you're gonna help me with this event, and you got to bring your A game?
4: Well, first of all, it's been kind of hard because there's so many guys on a football team that' like yeah. trying to track guys down and and get them to uh, commit to it. Um, but then the funny thing is, like I'm kind of been stressed about it, but then like, you know, these guys, are excited about. They're like, oh man, we get to play, you know, like it's an offense versus defense is going to be great. I like, can't wait. And like they're kind of come up to me before I've even really gone to them mm-hmm. um, and guys that weren't necessarily on like the list that we put out. We're mm-hmm. um, like, man, what the heck? Why am I not playing? And I'm like, no, you can play like uh, we want everyone to be out there. Um, it's just kind of hard to organize and, and kind of get the whole list out there. But, uh, w- but I'm excited. I'm excited to see all the guys show up and, and just have fun. So with the guy
3: whose name is on the actual event, I'm sure you've done a little bit of Scott. Scouting here. Who are the potential ringers on both sides of the ball?
4: Harrison Smith is always a dark horse. Like yeah. he's always good at everything. The silent Assassin. Yeah, exactly. He's not going to say anything about it. Like <laughs> I haven't heard one word about it, but I bet he shows up and hits like five home runs, you know, wins the home run derby. He's yeah. been
3: going home, sitting in the batting cage, you know, yeah. go, oh, somewhere. For just... <laughs> sure.
4: For sure. I mean, like three years ago, I didn't even know the guy ever golfed in his life. And then all of a sudden we started playing together a lot and and he's a ringer like on the golf course so like he's just good at everything but again like you don't know about it until you see it did you know he had his like pilot license yeah yeah for sure that's what i'm saying he's good at everything (laughs) like i
2: guess who on your team that you strategically pick out to basically say okay i'm gonna hold my own as adam but i need these couple of guys to make sure they hold their own too
4: well i need my right hand man jets for sure okay you know uh he's good at everything too like good athlete good at basketball everything um, you know, I had to I had to get the receivers, KJ and uh, Amir was supposed to play, uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, I think I think there's gonna be a, it'll be fun to to see who the athletes are because mm. I always talk about like there's a difference being good at a football or a sport and being like an athlete. Right. So I want to see who the athletes are like guys that can just pick up anything and be good at it. Uh, cam dancer. I think he thinks he's good, <laughs> uh, but we'll yeah. see.
3: Is it one of those things too? It kind of feels like a wedding where you're like, who, you know, I got to invite these people, but who am I going to forget and who's going to be upset about it?
4: Yeah, it, it is for sure. No, that's the hardest part about being on a football team is like Like, let's say I have a barbecue at my house, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I can't invite 90 guys. I mean, you can, but (laughs) it's going to be incredibly expensive. (laughs) Yeah. So it's kind of like this weird (laughs) thing, right? But, uh... Uh, so usually you stick kind of in your position groups just because that's kind of like a good number, but you still feel bad, right? But uh, but yeah, in this event it's even harder, right? But but again, I want I want all those guys to know they're welcome. I, I, I better get that message out here um, pretty soon <laughs> that everybody's welcome, um, and and then just try to make sure that uh, whoever shows up will have a good time and we'll just kind of figure it out as we go.
3: As far as non Viking people, uh, what kind of names are we looking at here as well as part of your
4: event? We'll have meat sauce out there. Nice. Uh, some of those power trips guys. Those guys will be a blast. That'd it's like a, a lot perfect event yeah. for yeah. them, you know, come out and and uh and kind of kind of uh lead the lead the event there from uh from getting everybody the crowd into it and things like that. Just
2: from your foundation, like what do you what, what, what how would you just define success for this event?
4: Two things, right? Like the first thing is like we want this to be super fun for mm-hmm. the players and for the fans because we don't want this just to be a one-time thing. We don't mm-hmm. want to just uh, do it, raise a bunch of money and then, you know, obviously donate a bunch of money to the city. Like that's great. But like we want it to be a every year thing that, right. that people are super excited about. So we want to do it right. Number mm-hmm. one, we want to treat the players right. We want um, them to be excited about doing it again, not just one time. And then obviously the fans, right? So, um, so that's number one. Uh, and then number two is just we want to fill that place because I yeah. think it's a it's a really cool thing. Honestly, it's kind of like for the fans, it will be like training camp, but okay. we won't be in a stressful environment. So like we'll be like more free to go hang out and mingle with the fans and um, sign autographs yeah. and throw a baseball into the stands, yeah. um, stuff like that. Uh, hang out with the kids, maybe bring a kid on the field. Like it's gonna be a lot. More of a a family friendly. I mean, obviously training camp's great; they get to watch us practice and all that. But it's a stressful environment, right? Like, get that. uh, Guys are trying to, uh, you know, keep their jobs, Mm -hmm. get a job. You know, so it's a little bit harder to have fan interaction. But uh, this is an event that, like, man, we should fill that place because for the fans, they're gonna have total access um, that they that they don't get. I got an idea for you for next year for this event,
2: or maybe not next year, with a year afterwards. You know how they have like for hockey they have the stadium series okay so put a basketball court here on their practice fields you already got the bleachers up there put some hardwood there and then just let the guys just play ball
4: and do a basketball game do a basketball game
2: do the softball game too but then have a basketball game
4: i'm all about that Uh, (laughs) coach o'connell would probably kill me (laughs) for sure (laughs) but other than that i mean it's a great idea
0: Quasi might be on board. Yeah, oh, that's true. Maybe on <laughs> board.
4: Maybe what we should do is, as soon as I retire, <laughs> we do that. But it's all retired guys, you know. Like bring back Chad Greenway, mm-hmm. you know, a uh, 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 Kyle Rudolph, uh, Everson. We bring back like all these guys that are done playing. Yeah. Um. And uh. And maybe you know, bring in Coach O'Connell to play Can and Quasi, You know, let's 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 see those guys play some basketball. That'd be a good idea. <laughs> well,
3: that's the thing. The amount of. Uh, teammates that you've had in the past who have all tried to say they are the best basketball player on the team, you can finally settle it once and for all.
0: That's true. right? Yeah. You probably injure yourself a little less in a softball game, too. So it can't be like current players, right?
4: (laughs) Right. And I think, yeah, exactly. And I think I think with a softball game, at least like no one's really played softball before. So at least like no one's like trying to prove how good they are. And yeah. like where like when you get on the basketball court, like everybody's trying to prove like, hey, like I was that guy because because <laughs> for five years or 10 years, in my case, I've been saying I'm the best basketball player in the, yeah. in, the in the locker room. So I better go prove in that. The right. State. So so I'm not I'm not getting on the <laughs> basketball court right now. The
2: nerf hoop can only do so much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, that's that's awesome, man. I think this is a, a great, great thing to do to bring the community together and I think just being from Minnesota like this idea just to bring your home state together over a good cause and then have some some really good people I know we talk about them as teammates and players and athletes but these are really good Human beings on both sides of, of the ball or the batter's box. So this is I, I'm excited for you.
4: Yeah, that's I think that's a great thing about it too. Is um, obviously like w- everything that we raise is going to go back to this community, right? This community that's done so much for my wife and I and the Theon Foundation. Um, and another great thing is all these a lot of these players that are playing in the game, they um, they give a lot back to this community as well. So we're going to because they're so generous to give their time to us. We're going to give back to those organizations as well that mm-hmm. they have um that they have relationships with and we want to make sure that they know that, hey, like, yeah, we appreciate your time, but we also we also appreciate what you do in this community mm-hmm. and we want to get behind that as well.
0: Have you put any thought into who's throwing the first pitch?
4: Uh coaches. Nice. Yeah. Which okay. one? So he no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he he agreed to. So I kinda put him on the spot. Like it was at okay. practice and I'm like, Hey coach, would you ever uh would you consider, you know, throwing out the first pitch? He's like, Yeah. It's, and no so,
0: though, so, right? yeah, it's no twins game, though. <laughs> yeah, so is he
4: throwing
2: it underhand or is he throwing it over that, his ear? That's
4: a good point. I think he has to throw the high lobbing <laughs> spinner. Nice. You know, less room for air. Yeah, that'll yeah, be a exactly. good player. That'll be. A that good is a blooper. lot less stress. Yeah. All right. Well, and you, then Blake Prohl is singing the national anthem. That's Get what out. I heard. That's so, awesome. So he's. I've stressed him out out of his mind because he's <laughs> never sang the national anthem, uh, but I wanted him to show off his you know his uh, musical yeah. talent, and uh, so that'll be pretty special yeah. as well. I think people should maybe just come for that. Right.
0: I Yeah.
3: as far as how people can find out, you know, where can they go to get more information about your event?
4: Yeah. Thielenfoundation.org. Um, if not there, uh, go to my Instagram, uh, go to my wife's Instagram, go to the Thielen Foundation Instagram page. Um, I'm hopefully uh, some other players will tweet out some stuff about it, uh, details as well. But, but yeah, you should be able to find it. Just kind of look, look it up on the internet, Thielenfoundation.org or Thielen softball game. You'll find it.
2: Can people sign up for your football camp on June 11th there too? They can.
4: Okay. But I believe it's full. Oh wow. Oh, but, that's uh, a good problem wow. to have. Yeah, but yeah, that's but a great uh, we opened up another one. Uh nice. we opened up two, so so I think that one filled up as well, but but don't mark my words, go check it out and <laughs> see <laughs> try to sign up.
2: I got yeah, you. Yeah, sure. that's that's awesome, man. Um I guess I'm, we're happy to have you back on the field um I know we're talking celebrity softball game and youth football camp but it is I think it's just like peaceful just watching you run routes for me just being a former receiver and seeing you out there in your element that's been really fun to watch especially with this new offense
4: oh yeah it's uh for me it's like uh it's like therapy for me mm-hmm. cuz I get to go out there and do what I love it's kind of crazy that I'm in year 10. And like, wow, I woke up at 550 this morning, mm. uh, excited to go to work. I don't know if that if that happens to everyone or not. Mm. But I just feel like that's crazy. Like, um, I just feel like that that just proves how, how awesome the staff is, how awesome this locker room yeah. is, how awesome the support staff, everybody in this building, um, the vibe right now is just it's just off the charts. And, mm. and, and like I said, like, it doesn't happen that I just want to, you know, I get up before my alarm and I'm excited to go to work. <laughs> That's, that just Nobody doesn't does happen. Yeah, like you know. The only other time that happens is if I'm going golfing.
3: So
0: Right. Like if you have a flight to catch or something, yeah. it's the only thing.
3: Get it. Is that the pinch me uh, five year, 10 year goal from 10 years ago? If somebody would ask you, what's your dream scenario for your career?
4: you know, I think, I, I think I've never really given that, that information out because I don't even know, like mm-hmm. I'm just taking it day by day. And I think, again, that's why I'm so excited to come to work every day because mm-hmm. I know, I know it can be gone tomorrow. It could be gone after the season. I, I have no idea. So I'm going to enjoy being in work every day. Um, I feel like the days that, that you miss, um, that you're not in the building, you're like, You're like, oh, like Mm. I I really like this, and I don't want to. I don't want to lose this, so I'm gonna maybe work a little extra hard. Uh, I'm gonna work a little harder. um, Do the the little things to make sure that I can stay healthy and and be on the field with my my guys.
0: The FOMO. Yeah, 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 oh, FOMO. Yeah, Yeah.
4: oh, I get that bad. Yeah, (laughs) get that bad.
2: All right, this is a serious question. Like seriously, this is a serious question. Um, (laughs) But seriously, (laughs) I think you know people have like okay, serious question than a joke. Everyone has been talking about how complex this offense is how complex the playbook is uh, bc johnson used the word confusing uh, <laughs> uh, Kirk cousins talks about the new schemes being so different even matt stafford last year in la when he first got there said this is the most complex playbook he's ever seen as a receiver that's been here 10 years that still loves that challenge i feel like the complexity probably is another reason that brings you to work it's like i want to learn something new today how complex is this playbook
4: It's extremely complex. Uh, I'll put it this way. Like, as soon as I feel like uh, I'm getting it down and like, oh, we got a lot of stuff in. Like, we got to be close to like being done. It's like then we like they load us back up with like new plays and like new code words. And I'm like, whoa, like I was just figuring this out. And now like. And then now we go back to the old stuff that we, that we first installed and I'm like, I don't know. I have no idea. I have no story. idea. Like I've heard this word before, but I have no idea what I'm <laughs> supposed to do. Funny. But uh no, it's a great it's a great challenge. I I have always enjoyed that part of the mm-hmm. game, uh learning different playbooks. I mean, I've learned what five in my career. Wow. Uh wow. I've had eight different offense coordinators in <laughs> 10 years, so Um, it's not new to me, but, Mm -hmm. um, but it is in a way that the last three years I didn't have a different system. You know, it was the exact same verbiage, um, exact same system for the last three years. So when you're so used to just showing up and not having to Mm -hmm. like study and just like, you know, it like the back of your hand, Mm -hmm. uh, and then you, you, you flip it. Um, it's, it's just a little different, but it's exciting.
0: Kirk said he, this week that he uses flashcards. That's how he's kind of been learning how to do it. What is your learning style? How are you kind of approaching that now that you've had to get back into it?
4: Yeah. Well, if anybody knows me, they know I have heavy ADD. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like, sitting there, like, doing flashcards, like, God bless uh, Kirk's heart. <laughs> yeah. But, like, that's uh, – I have tried it, though. They have this really cool app. It's called Quizlet.
0: Okay. And
4: uh, it's <laughs> – it's li- used that. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. No, U-
0: no I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you've
4: used it? Yeah, I've used Quizlet before. Really? So so yeah. that's how I know he's young. Because when I was in college, <laughs> yeah, like, we did not have Quizlet. Like we had flashcards, like legit yeah. flashcards. But but basically this, was, this is this is flash exactly. But this is uh flashcards but on your phone. Oh, uh, okay. so that that actually does help. Um but for me it's it's being on the field. Mm. That's why I love being here. That's why I get excited to come to work every day. Uh today I think we um, ran through probably I don't know 30 40 plays, let's say, and just that thinking, and and then you know it's 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 play call, line up, snap, go, mm-hmm. where you don't get that by sitting in the classroom. Right. Yeah. You don't get that by looking at a flashcard. You know, you could look at a flashcard, be like, oh yeah, the the Z has this, and the Y has this, and like in a game that doesn't, or in practice that doesn't happen. Like mm-hmm. it's like double right off. Uh, two jet, blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah. you're like, oh, and then it's wait, like, sit up. And it's like, oh, <laughs> good,
0: good, So,
4: so it, it's, uh, for me, it's it's being on the field and just going through it, making mistakes, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully not making mistakes. And then, but when you do, you kind of remember it because um, you're like, oh, I screwed that one up. I got, I got to yeah. do this. So, um, and then, and then it's taking the next step, right? Like once you learn the playbook, mm-hmm. now you have to, f- figure out the intricacies, right? There's so much more that goes into football than just running the line on the playbook. Right. Uh, so then it's like, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm trying to, trying to, uh, not think as much, um, and just uh, be able to play free and, and kind of do my thing within the playbook to everything
2: you just said. I think that really helps fans understand how mental this game is. You, you don't really, you don't really understand how mental the game is until there's a new coach. And then everyone has to relearn the playbook or like there are certain things that stays the same. But the fact that you have to relearn a playbook and that's what separates the good from the great. So to hear a 10-year vet say, like, okay, like some of this stuff was overwhelming, but I'm gonna figure this thing out. Appreciate you providing that for fans.
4: I could talk about it for hours. So if anybody to. wants to uh, talk more about it, <laughs> learn more about we could it, do let a me part know. two episode. Okay, like. I don't know if your coach and GM want you talking too yeah, much. No. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's, that's true. true. Yeah, they then they better stop giving me coffee because <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, thank you so much for being here, Adam. We appreciate it. And of course, don't forget to go out and buy those tickets to the Celebrity Softball Tournament next week. Should be fun. I I don't know if you guys talked about this because I had to come in the room a little bit late. but. The home run derby is what I'd be looking for too. I want to see some bombs.
4: Yeah, we haven't talked about that. So, uh Ursus junior has been talking about
0: I it. I kind of want week. to see oh, I, like, has,
4: so you
2: know he played uh he did a Travis Kelsey celebrity uh, softball oh, oh, and okay. Won that last year. He won, year, won the that home run, run derby. derby. Yeah, there? He won the home run derby oh, last year at Travis okay. Kelsey's. tournament. All right, well, he's, so he's
4: in. I got to get him in there cuz yeah. we cuz we were I think we're doing like 7 guys or something like that. Uh so I'm trying to figure Any out who, who will do it. Uh, well, I was, I was like, I was telling hammer, I was like, dude, you got to do it. Like you're the hammer. <laughs> yeah. Like, like how is the hammer not in the home derby <laughs> And he's like, Oh, I don't want to embarrass myself. You know? So he won't do it. Oh, uh, but I'm like, God. the hammer, like, the hammer's yeah. got to hit the home runs, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, again, we'll go back to Cam Dantzler. Like, he thinks he's good at everything. <laughs> and so he thinks he's going to win. Yeah. But I wanted, like, I wanted some of the big guys in there. yeah. Because, like, I feel like they don't have to swing hard. Brian O'Neill. Yeah, I, Brian's in. Yeah, Brian's like, in. I, He has no option. Like, he <laughs> is doing the home run <laughs> Could you imagine so, <laughs>
2: Daniil Hunter trying to swing a bat? Well, What's 500, uh, 600 yeah. feet like out the ballpark. He's got a, he's got a big
0: strike zone.
4: Yeah, yeah, that is true. true. That is true. I, I feel like he's a little stiff he's a little
2: tight. <laughs> to get
0: the,
4: the bat on the ball, but I don't know. He uh, he He's going to be there. He's excited to play. I don't think he's going to swing any, but, uh, but he might be like the the enforcer. Okay. Yeah. So if, He's yeah. the guy stands behind the <laughs> like,
0: I, I was, Yeah, I was going to say, or be the off, right? So I I feel like he like be strength. the
4: pitcher. The batter would be like... Yeah. yeah, right.
0: For sure. So you basically well, said
2: look, Daniel Hunter swings a bat like Charles Barkley swings a golf club. Oh, that <laughs> is okay.
0: definitely the analogy. There's a it.
4: strong
2: possibility.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> On that note, thank you so much, really, for being here. And you guys, you're not going to want to miss this. Obviously, it's going to be a ton of fun. So thanks again, Adam. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. The Double Feature Podcast was such a good idea. I'm really glad we had both of those guys on. And obviously for vastly different reasons. Very much so. You know, after, after we do a lot of these player interviews, I like the fact that we kind of reflect on what we learn from them and what we, you know, whether it's how much fun we're going to have with Adam at the celebrity softball tournament for a good cause. I mean, you see so much of the personalities come out in that situation, but then how real moments are with these guys kind of brings you back in when you listen to Chris talk. And I know that you guys can tell in his voice how much this affected him, but even seeing it in his face just really hit home for me.
2: Yeah, it's a it's a tough subject. No matter where you're from, right? It just so happens to you know feel a little bit more different when you're like actually from yeah. the place where you know this tragedy happened. Um, I mean, it's a terrible, just a terrible event, right? But I think just from talking to both Adam and Chris Boyd, the, my biggest takeaway is like you know we're all human, just trying to be safe and enjoy life and. Mm-hmm. And get um, back and give back. Mm-hmm. That's the think, thing. Yeah. And I think, you know, enjoying life is giving back to others. Yeah. And really, you know, no matter how much you get, like Adam, we know he makes a bunch of money, but at the end of the day, a lot of that money is going back to the community that raised him. And for Chris Boyd in this situation, it's a tragedy, but no matter how much money he makes, he wants to give that money back to people in need. And I just hate that. This is the conversation we have to have. Yep. Um, I don't wanna be like everyone else and say this has to stop, but it does. Like it this is, is this is just terrible. Like just just terrible. So very humbling just to hear those two guys just be candid mm-hmm. about what they're passionate about. Yeah. But Chris Boyd in this situation, mm. it, it it affects it affects a lot of people. And it's, and it's easy to just be numb by a lot of what so is going easy. on. So yeah. kudos to him. America has to we have to be better.
0: Yeah, I know we can't really get on a political commentary on our sports podcast, but I totally agree.
3: I don't think you'll find one person right now that'll disagree with the fact that something does need to change. Yeah. But I don't, and I don't think that's political. I know you don't mean any harm by that, but like, yeah. yeah, between both of them, they're both trying to do what they can to help in some way across the board. Mm-hmm. Chris, it's a personal thing because he feels that poll being halfway across the country yeah. and being like, you know, like you said, what if this was my community? What if this was my niece? What if this was my kid? That is something that was just pulling at him and he just reacted to do something. And there's so many people right now that are trying to find ways to do something to help. The fact that he still wants to help, the fact that Adam has a foundation to use it for good. He does his camps to try to give back to the kids. For both of them, they're doing it in different ways, but both of them are, it's coming from the right place. Yeah. Yeah, Altruism coming from the right place.
0: Platform is such a huge thing. You know, I think a lot of us feel helpless in these situations because we don't maybe we don't have a platform. We want to do something like you said. We want to affect change so that we don't have to have these conversations anymore. They're they're doing that. And I have a lot of respect for, you know, for what they're doing, what what and not just them, but anyone with a platform that's doing for this, because nothing will change until we all speak up and speak out, right?
3: Well, the difference I think on a lot of this stuff is how many times do we hear these shut up and play football? Yeah. These guys are doing what you want them to do. You want them to be good, good citizens, not only for the Minnesota Vikings, but of the world. Yeah. And for them, when football has gone, they're going to go back out in this world and probably have to answer the question that a lot of us do and say, what good am I doing for the rest of the world to try to help humanity? And a lot of people aren't a lot of people tweet and say, you know, thoughts and prayers, and that's about the extent yeah. of what they go with. And like you know, Gaby brought up and the whole thing too of saying there's this cycle, gets tweeted about, people get upset. Twenty one days later, here we are again doing it again.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I think with these guys taking an active role, you know, who knows what this sparks for Chris? Maybe this is something that'll stick with him and he'll do what he can moving forward on the on a similar topic. Mm-hmm. For a guy like Adam. He's been established in the league now for 10 years, and he and his wife have been very vocal not only on social media but across the board trying to do what they can to help not only Minnesota but everybody else. Hopefully, tragedies like this aren't the reason why we just sit there and feel like we need to keep doing things. Hopefully, mm-hmm. it's a spark to say once these kind of tragedies hopefully stop at some point, they'll continue to feel that that need to give back, and I only hope that for all of humanity at this point – Cooler heads can prevail and we can find a way to fix some of these problems.
0: That was beautifully said. I have nothing. I know on that note, I think it's probably good to point out Lindsay Young's incredible series is continuing. Her getting open series, also doing the good work. And this week is uh is a very candid conversation with Fox Sports's Jay Glazer. You know him as this big tough guy on sports, but he's been very vocal over the last few years about his struggle with depression and anxiety. And you know, after hearing him speak a couple of times while he was up here on his visit, this is one of those conversations I think a lot of people will be able to relate to.
3: I think a guy like Jay Glazer, seen as this big tough guy who has everything—he's on TV shows on HBO, he's on Fox Sports—you know, he former fighter—he's a tank of a person—and mm-hmm. for him to come out and basically say, "Every single day of my life, I have struggled mentally," um, for a guy like that who you see him out there with a smile on his face, enjoying what he does. To pull off the facade and say, I am somebody who needs help and I need it from not only uh, clinicians and those kind of people, but friends and a support staff, the message that he's preaching when it comes to not only his book, but his speaking tour and the fact that he was willing to talk to us as a staff, you'll get a glimpse of it here within this podcast with Lindsay. And I think the, the conversation was very candid and very good between both of them.
0: I, and, and I feel like I related to him on a sense of a broadcaster level like having to deal with that kind of like that side of him and hearing his stories from that perspective really helped me it, I personally think it's a must listen for anyone that is feeling anxious or who struggles just day to day and if you're not sure what that means I think he's a great example of understanding the psyche of like what people are thinking about when they're struggling with these things so I think for so long when someone says oh I struggle mentally it's kind of an ambiguous question He he's very candid with what that that particularly means for him and and for those maybe that are similar to him.
2: Yeah, and that's why I love this getting open series because it it highlights so many different individuals from different backgrounds going through honestly the same things. Yeah, just trying to be human and be normal in this life, and you know a lot of that comes from you know trauma or depression. In Jay Glazer's case, you know depression and anxiety, and who knows what that stems from. And that's why I'm I'm happy for vikings fans to be able to oh, yeah. to hear about where that stems from but it, it, this this does hit home because it's so close to what we do so yeah. you know vikings fans should you know not only just tune to this jay glazer uh getting open series but go back and listen and, and read some of um lindsey's other interviews with getting open with this getting open series and i feel like you know this is kind of the icing on the cake for all the great work that lindsey young does here so um really good stuff
0: Really, really good stuff. You can check out all of that stuff out on Vikings.com or your app. You can listen to the conversations, which really add such a fantastic layer. Jake, congrats on all that good work you guys are doing because it does add a layer when you're able to hear it. Straight from those people. You know, Lindsay's a beautiful writer and she's obviously a fantastic, talented interviewer as far as getting people to open up to her. Um, but it is really nice to hear the voices.
3: Yeah. And I think it just makes it more personal. For you hear sure. it in their own voice. Um, you know, Christian Rangel, who's helping edit this piece, has done a phenomenal job. Mm-hmm. You know, between Lindsay, Christian, myself, and everybody else with PR and everyone who's been willing to help, it's been a great thing. And I think it just shows you that. And and as I as somebody getting older, you realize, at least I've realized as I've gotten older, everybody's going through something. Yeah. Everybody can use a help, use help once in a while. And I'm hoping that um, this series and the positivity that's come out of it, not only for Lindsay locally, but even on a national scale. I'm hoping that this helps the message to reach other people that are
2: feeling alone so that they don't have to suffer in silence. Yeah.
0: Yeah. This is I
2: I just love the. Mm the title of his book is how I turn my depression and anxiety into motivation. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we're all doing, right? We're all turning our, whatever we're going to, to something that we can use to make this world better. So uh, kudos to Jay Glazer for realizing that and wanting to get help. And I think like, like you guys said earlier, getting help is like the first step. That's the first step to anything, but But that's so hard. It's the
3: hardest part. I would, I would almost argue the first step is actually admitting it to yourself. Mm. That is, I think, the hardest part. How many times have you heard the phrase suffering in silence? Yeah. Yeah. I am somebody who does that. I will flat out admit I am somebody who does that. The hardest part is being able to open up and admit it not only to yourself, but then being willing to vocalize it to somebody else. It's tough. And so for a guy like Jay, who's gone through this his entire life, for him to finally come out and talk about the methods and the things that he does to help himself cope and not only be there for himself, but be a support system for other people that is what the message is that's so powerful in this mm-hmm. thing it's in his book he talks about it and like i said this this interview is a chunk of uh, what you can kind of understand but to really understand what he's doing to help himself and everybody else highly check out you know go check out the book or listen to him if you can see him speak in person
0: definitely well i think this is probably one of the more powerful episodes that we've had of, of the mvp
3: to... we are not in the toy department today. not
0: today taking a lot of of great lessons home and and honestly learn to be better people give back be there for each other it's it's a tough time and it has been a tough time and um the only thing we've learned over the last four years three years is is that we have to be there for each other and we need to support each other and have these kinds of conversations so I feel very lucky to be able to have that so even if this is our platform I guess you could even say guys that this is our platform to be able to to talk about these kinds of things too. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you guys next week. It'll be phase three of OTAs followed by mini camp the next week. So we will have more Vikings content for you coming your way.